0: Man, it's a good thing I waited. It's a good thing I waited. It's a good thing I was late to work today. Hope I don't get fired because there's a lot of news that's come out in the last few minutes, last half hour or so, that will greatly affect the waiver wire this week. Sorry, I'm a moron and I keep moving around that beautiful prize pick square. We nailed the Hunter Henry prize picks last night. Easy fucking scope out. This one might be even easier. Christian McCaffrey plays on Thursday night football against the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are tremendously bad against fantasy running backs and just running backs overall. His line is set at 75 and a half rushing yards. Let me remind you, Christian McCaffrey had about 70 zillion touches this Sunday. He is the unquestioned workhorse with Elijah Mitchell out of the picture. The only way this fails is because he's too tired that they give him so many touches that he can't possibly stay on the field and stay alive. Last week, the Seahawks team literally allowed 74 rushing yards to both Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. God damn, they allowed 60 rushing yards to Cam Akers the week before that. Don't forget, 229 to Josh Jacobs, 105 to Rashad White, 108 to Jamal Williams, 103 to Alvin Kamara, 141 to Cordell Patterson, 84 to Jeff, I mean... Fam, fam, it's charitable at this point. Christian McCaffrey's going to get 96 carries in this game. Let's just hope he averages more than one yard per carry. Go to Price Picks. Use promo code BDG. If it's your first time deposit, they're going to double your deposit. They're going to double it. 10 turns into 20. 40 turns into 80. We're like fucking magicians out here, baby. C-Mac Thursday night football. You love to see it. And you love to see Desmond Ritter step on the field for the Atlanta Falcons. You just love to see it because Marcus Mariota wasn't bringing us to a single fucking destination. All right, he's a broken navigation and you could see that it's Desmond Ritter's turn. Didn't need navigation to see it. Meek Mill dropping bars. Desmond Ritter is very much in the mold of uh, Daniel Jones and Marcus Mariota. He is he is a mobile quarterback, but he, that's, that's not his thing, right? At, at Cincinnati, he was running the ball many, many times. Over 100 attempts per season while he was in college. Uh, had a lot of rushing touchdowns. He's a productive guy on the ground also super athletic has very great long speed as per the uh, nfl combine they play at new orleans next week so i'm not like overly excited about it he is a guy who can give you like 60 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground and be terrible through the air but still give you a viable quarterback uh situation in Atlanta so Desmond Ritter Colt McCoy after the Kyler Murray injury last night and Mitch Trubisky based on Kenny Pickett's second concussion of the year are the three quarterbacks you want to look at if you're in super flex because they're going to be available as backups but no one I'm like running out to really spend money on in a one quarterback league but as we move into the actual waiver wire we have some injuries some non-injuries at the running back position that I think Opens things up for some players. So Damian Harris, last night, we had the Patriots and the Cardinals play each other. Now, Damian Harris is inactive for this game. He had a quad injury. He was testing it out pregame. Didn't end up going. But he'll probably be very close to playing next week at the Raiders. Uh, If he plays, because Ramondre Stevenson suffered ankle injury, we don't know the severity of. Um, Could be a high ankle sprain, but I've seen some Twitter doctors out there saying that because his foot was planted or some fucking you know witchcraft shit it, it could be zero to one games for him so uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves but if we want to get ahead of ourselves we obviously want Damian Harris in that workhorse role because they uh they trust him a lot but it's important to understand the backups to Damian Harris and there's two of them there's Pierre Strong who's a, an explosive player out of a smaller college I remember uh, watching film on him coming out for our rookie draft guide uh, Pierre Strong's a fun exciting player reminds me a little bit of like Raheem Moster he's actually a, a a combination of like Raheem Oster and Elijah Mitchell in many ways. He's great. If you give him a hole, like he is the fuck out of there Kevin Harris is their other backup he is a bigger bruiser he's very much in the mold of Damian Harris so this could kind of turn into a backfield if Damian Harris doesn't go if Stevenson is out where Kevin Harris plays the Damian Harris role and Pierre Strong plays like the Ramondre Steven role third down guy some explosive plays some pass catching ability they'll probably both get involved on the ground on early downs a little bit uh we did see Pierre Strong get a carry within the 10 yard line that he took in for a touchdown so I personally like Pierre Strong because I think the pass catching upside in that offense is a little bit higher we've seen Stevenson uh really accept in that role so I would rank it like obviously Damian Harris if he was dropped and he's on your waiver wire he's the guy that you spend it all on but Pierre Strong after him and then Kevin Harris further down the waiver wire rankings for me we have our waiver wire rankings up right now on the site bdge.co every position flex our fab suggestion whether or not we use the number one waiver wire spot on it you have to become a big dog member in order to see these rankings uh BDG.co. next we got jerk mckinnon who's been absolutely going crazy for kansas city at the backfield as a pass catcher now mckinnon like i'm not weary about it they clearly really really trust this dude out of the backfield and it's just a two-headed backfield between himself and Isaiah Pacheco but I feel like their roles are pretty clearly defined third downs passing situations and some early down situations McKinnon is making big plays and being more and more involved and it feels like they trust him a little bit more don't forget last year Down the stretch, last couple games of the season, when their other players were hurt, Clyde was coming back from an ankle injury, I believe, into the playoffs. McKinnon was averaging 17, 18, 19 opportunities per game. So we've seen a precedent of them trusting him in big situations, big moments, making big plays, getting a lot of opportunity so if he is somehow still available on your wire they play Houston next week so I think both running backs should get a ton of touches he offers a lot of upside you're going after him now we did just hear some heartbreaking news that pierced my heart about Damian Pierce the Houston Texans running back he has a mild high ankle sprain there is no such thing as that he either has a high ankle sprain which would lead him to probably a four to six week absence he's done for the regular season if that's the case if they're just lying and it's a low ankle sprain then he might be back in a week or two but he's almost definitely missing this upcoming week they just Waved Eno Benjamin yesterday, or actually today, I think, which is fucking weird because why, Bo? Why would you do that when your starting running back just got hurt? Eno's know, it feels like, Eno's you know, got some personal issues. Why does he every team just keep waving his ass, waving his ass, put him on a bus, wave to him, give him the fuck out of there. But Rex Burkhead's there. Rex Burkhead has been like a healthy scratch, like half the games this season. So I'm not excited about him. But like, this is very typical Rex Burkhead fashion where there's like four to five games a year where you can, for whatever reason, get excited about him. And this is one of them. So on their depth chart, they have Rex Burkhead. They have Dari Angambulawale. I know how to say it. Why did it come out that way? dare on fuck you guys rex burkhead's the guy i want here because they play kansas city rex burkhead is going to get all the pass catching work he's going to be playing in down and distance he's going to be playing uh when they're in catch-up mode two and four minute drills i actually think i would be surprised if rex burkhead doesn't have double digit fantasy points this week uh they, they'll they probably look at a veteran maybe to add to their depth chart that might take some early down work from dare agun bawale you didn't think I had it in me? Wrong. Still don't really want him that much because he's the early down grinder. That's not actually a good like for Damian Pierce to be as good as he did, as as good as he has been this year for Houston. Should tell you all you fucking need to know about him, dude. He is a baller. Dare Agunbowale is not good guy. Good guy. i Actually, have some friends that are friends with him, but don't want a piece of him. Not in fantasy. He's like my RB six on the waiver wire in my rankings. Whatever. Rex Burkhead actually think he's a phenomenal pickup right now for Houston and I hate to say it especially in PPR leagues wide receivers we have the two Detroit wide receivers who play against the Jets this week so tough matchup but Jameson Williams obviously saw his first game action not first game action of the year I don't think was it his first yeah I think it was actually scored a 40-yard touchdown 41-yard touchdown broken coverage so nothing really exciting wasn't really involved outside of that his snap count will slowly steadily rise they're not I mean, maybe they go on a playoff run and he's actually a big part of it, but DJ Chark is a big part of it right now and producing like it. So it depends, right? Depend on what your situation is. If you are in need of a starter ASAP, it's obviously DJ Chark. If you are in need of uh, someone who has upside down the stretch, Jameson Williams is likely your guy. So this feels very black and white depending on how your team is set up at the moment. Zay Jones, huge game. He's been, you know, just underratedly good all year. Obviously his floor is a little bit low, but I feel like on his worst days, he usually puts up outside of two weeks ago when he dropped like six passes, you know, like four for 40, which you could do worse from, from a guy that was drafted in like the fucking 14th round right now sitting at wide receiver 31 so you gotta love it Elijah Moore you don't gotta love it but you gotta love the matchup this week especially if Corey Davis is out they play against the Detroit Lions who are fire against fantasy running backs they have not allowed a fucking inch on the ground but through the air they allow miles and kilometers and as many metric distances as you could possibly fucking wrap up into one paragraph sentence that's what they allow to fantasy wide receivers so with Elijah Moore we like Elijah Moore we like him a lot we don't like Joe Flacco much but if he's a starter, we do what we're we do what we have to do. And it's Garrett Wilson and it's Elijah Moore in that air game. I think Tyler Conklin's kind of a low-key sneaky pickup there as well. We have some uh signings that happened this morning as well as yesterday, I believe. T.Y. Hilton goes to Dallas. I heard them say on the broadcast, I think last night that like T.Y. Hilton gives them juice, maybe the Sports Center. It's like they signed a guy with proven production on the field and proven juice. It's like, what do you mean? This dude's juice expired in like 2019. You just happen to find an OJ Carton in the back of your fridge. That's what Dallas just did. Honestly, Ty Hilton might be able to step in and be. I don't really know what Ty Hilton offers them that like Noah Brown doesn't offer them right now. I'll take a stab at him. You know, I will. I will use a butter knife to take a stab at him. I'll drop like 3% of my fab on T.Y. Hilton and just kind of see what happens. There's a lot of weapons there, man. They got they feed both running backs to an extreme amount. Obviously, Lamb's the one. Gallup's on and off. Dalton Schultz is getting a ton of targets. So hard for me to get overly excited about T.Y. Hilton. Cole Beasley also signed with the Bills, and that I'm even less excited about that shit. Not really sure why. Diggs, Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, I guess they're just unhappy about those guys. Maybe they just want some more depth at the wide wide receiver position down the stretch, but Beasley's not a guy I'm uh, going after at all. Uh, I would go after Chris Moore. He's probably the only other wide receiver I'm actually excited about on the waiver wire right now. Chris Moore, the Houston Texans. Brandon Cooks might be shut down for the years because he don't give a fuck. He don't want to play there anymore. Um, Nico Collins dealing with a foot injury that left him sidelined for the week 14 game. If he misses more time, Chris Moore is like very, very clearly the number one option there. And because Damian Pierce is out, I wouldn't expect them to have a ground game. They're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs who have kind of an abysmal defense as well. So Chris Moore is a guy that I think he's a sneaky, really high upside, really good play for the upcoming week or so. We've already talked about Chiggy Baby. Tight end out in Tennessee. Austin Hooper is going to mix in there and have some games. Chiggy's obviously due for a bus soon, but they play the Chargers. He's athletic. You know, maybe he'll continue to carve out a bigger and bigger role in this passing game we'll see what Traylon Burks status is if Traylon Burks is uh continuing to be sidelined then you know more targets are going to funnel to these other players like Chiggy so like him uh Jordan Mason needs to be picked up if you are a Christian McCaffrey owner because he is the very clear handcuff to him right now the other two guys I would just put on your radar I'm putting them on your radar I'm not telling you what to do here but DJ Moore got hurt okay and there's like two guys that even sniff targets in this offense behind him. It's LaVisca Shenault and it's Terrace Marshall. We saw Terrace Marshall be a, be a thing earlier on in this year. LaVisca Shenault, we've never really seen be a thing ever at the NFL level. But when all your playmakers are hurt, when everybody's dead and you're the Carolina Panthers with Sam Darnold at quarterback, I don't know. I could see both of these guys just getting like eight targets a game going forward if DJ Moore is out. Let me check on his status, actually. He's got a knee sprain. Day-to-day, nothing significant. But it's the Panthers, like maybe they just rest them because why, why, why wouldn't you, you know? Why wouldn't, why would you play DJ more at this point? A lot of green going on right now. It's the first time I've looked at the camera since I started recording. Sometimes when I make these videos, I just black out, talk for 15 minutes and then wake up at the end. Green Monster, green V-Friends hoodie, green welcome bike sign, green snake plant that you bitches were playing on the downfall of when I first got this and moved into the office. I remember, I remember. You guys all thought he was going to die. Not today. You know what we say to death? What does Arya Stark say? Not fucking today. I wish he threw a, uh, I wish he threw a fucking F-bomb in at one point. That'd be electricity. And then the V-Friends box, the, the pack of cards that I'll never open. And I'll probably be able to sell them for like $5,000 in five years. we always thinking long-term. Thinking, how do I pay my rent in five years? Boom. I've got monthly rent investments for the next five years. Oh, we got to wrap this up. I don't forget where I was going. Uh, DJ Moore, if he's not out, then I don't want a single fucking thing. If he is out, I probably still don't want a single fucking thing. But I get to be like, I told you about Visca or Terrace Marshall if one of them goes off. So uh, I'd like to say you could find worse options, but you might not be able to find worse options. for defense. What do we have? I like the Packers coming off a bye at home. Against the Rams, for obvious reasons. The Washington Commanders at home versus the Giants, for obvious reasons. The Cleveland Browns are playing Baltimore. And I don't know what their quarterback situation is. But if Lamar's out, if Tyler Huntley's Huntley's out, um, they're playing against an absolute scrub at quarterback who will probably end up turning the ball over three times. So the Browns are another good pickup here. I think the Saints make some sense at home against Atlanta with a first-time rookie quarterback in Desmond Ritter as well. He could end up just being a flop and that could be fucking chow time for the Saints. So those are my favorite options as defensive streamers for this week. All right, that's it. I love y'all. If you want the waiver wire ranking so you never have to listen to my fucking stupid monologues again, you can go over to bdge.co and sign up to become a big dog member. Love you. I'm out. Make sure you hit that CMAX square on prize picks as well. Promo code BDGE when you sign up.